The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Talk Radio, my name is Kevin McDonald. I get to be your host, and I get to talk to the most extraordinary people, one of which is just sitting right over there. Her name is Allison Roberts. Hey. <laughs> hey, I, and by the way, if you are just tuning in and this is the first time you've been here, there is a way for you to comment into the, the just in the comment section and then we'll put your comment on and and if you have a question for allison or a comment then we can talk about that and and stuff like that so how are you today it's friday it's a three-day weekend and everything's good i hope yes i'm doing great i can't believe we're halfway through the year can you imagine i i yeah. it's it's like have you started your christmas shopping yet I'm like WTF? Like what is happening? <laughs> it is it, the, the whole world. It's happening so fast. It's so fast. It's so crazy. It it really is. Well, you know, it's happening so fast that October is going to come up really, really quickly. And uh, and tell us what you got going on in October. I'm so excited, Kevin. I'm so excited. Um, we have a live event happening myself um tracy lit who's amazing um and 13 other thought leaders who are contributors to the book behind the power um you're not crazy you're powerful that's the subtitle and um they're talking about overcoming everything from childhood abuse to um, sexual assaults to eating disorders codependency perfectionism um, all the things. So we're doing breakout sessions and panels to help those people who are coming and with us and going to be in the audience with us to participate in some really cool conversations. Um, walk out of there after three days feeling definitely more enlightened, aware, and empowered. You know, I, I'll tell you, in this day and age, we need we after COVID and the and everything that's going on, we need to get together uh, with a group of like-minded people that are interested in helping each other live life just a little bit better. That that is so it's so desperately needed right now, don't you think? It is desperately needed, and we we actually held this last year. Um, we had a much you know smaller crowd, obviously because COVID was in the the throes of the, you know, the thickness of it. Um, we had, you know, people had to show proof of vaccinations and all of that type of thing, which we're not doing this year. Um, but last year, having, I believe we had 60 people um, in the room last year. 
they were so emotional having been isolated for a year and a half. So when we came together last year through those doors, it gives me chills now just thinking about it. I mean, people were literally like bursting into tears to be able to hug and embrace like another human and just feel that connection. It's so huge. It is so easy to get lost and be alone. Yes. You know, especially when everybody's saying, don't do that. You're going to die. You're going to die. And and everybody's nervous about it and stuff. And, and it, it, that's part of the human experience that we really need each other. And yeah. that's, that's become so clear. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you go back and you think about, you know, like when our, you know, Neanderthal ancestors, they, if they were by themselves, you know, they died. Yes. You know, and a, a baby that's born, like if you just leave it in a crib and you don't hug it or hold it or comfort it, you know, it won't thrive. And we're very much the same way. Like we need that human connection in order to thrive and to feel safe and to feel heard and seen and understood. It's really a crucial piece to healing our stories. And there are so many of us. In, in my work, what I'm doing, um, Allison, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you, I, the two questions that I get all the time are, why am I here and is this all there is? And because, of the, because people are not working together and are not um, taking care of each other, let's see. Oh, Holly Berry. Holly Berry has a, is calling us and would like to say, oh, let me, let me show that to everybody. Uh, I'd love to understand more about what an intuitive, intuitive coach does. You know, I, it's amazing that she brought that up because we are going to talk about that today. All right. Um, and so with, I, with that, we might as well just, you know, delve right into it. Um, because you are, you are in addition to being one of the top hundred coaches in the world, um, and that's documented, um, yeah. but you also utilize your intuitive gifts in the work that you do. Explain how that all works. Yeah, so I think it's a, a, a really important component because so many people do feel alone um, and isolated and misunderstood and all those things. And I incorporate spirituality into the work, Kevin, because we do have an invisible team of our angels, our guides, and our masters on, you know, in a, we call it the other side. It's really, there's really no other side. It's all, we're all here together, but for our brain to understand on the other side of this imaginary veil, um, who are working on our behalf 24 seven. And so For a long time, I only did spiritual work and I didn't include the science part of it. I think that I I felt a little bit of shame for stepping away from it because I was so entrenched in the world of battered women um, and abused children. So when I stepped away from it, I think that I took with me some shame and guilt for what I felt like at the time was abandoning them, but I just couldn't take it anymore. I, you know, um, you know, just watching women 
not get on board with the program. And then we find out later that they went back and they're murdered. Um, it just, I mean, it happened so often that, you know, I would start to expect that every woman who came to the shelter was just going to end up dead. And, you know, that's just not a way to live. It's not yeah. a very positive way to walk around the planet. So when I stepped away from all of that, um, I didn't really want to dive at all into cognition or how the brain works or anything with any of my clients. And I only focused on the spiritual aspect of it, you know, using my intuition to, you know, be able to, to say to them, cause I, I don't, I use my intuition very differently than most people. So most people, when they talk about intuition, you know, they're predicting the future. That's not how I, I mean, I can predict the future, but I prefer to use my intuitive abilities to be like, Hey, Kevin, you know, I'm kind of sensing that maybe your trauma happened with your dad when you were between like the ages of five and seven. And it feels like, you know, you still have, you know, you're, you're still holding a grudge over that. And people will just be like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. How, how, how do you know that? Like, whoa, 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 how did you pick that up? And I'm like, I'm just, I have the intuitive gift. One of them is uh, called uh, claircognizance. And that's just when I know something and I don't know how I know it. I just know it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really helpful too, because um, to answer Holly's question, you know, um, you want to understand more about it. The reason that that is so crucial is because a lot of people have shut the door to their childhood and they shove it down and they don't understand. They don't want to grasp. They don't want to accept that their childhood is the reason for things not working out the way that they want them to work out now. Because our conscious adult, like we're very confident and we know the drill, but we have all of this trauma from all of our littles. I call them littles. Some people call it inner children. I call them littles inside of us. And they're, you know, they're running the show. They're pulling us around from the from one scene of our life to the next by by our nostrils. And they're like, you know, you're going to feel this way about this thing and you're going to say this ugly thing and you're going to lose all of your motivation. You are going to eat the pint of ice cream. You know, you are going to drink two bottles of wine. It's just this hurt little kid. And so I use my intuition to help people understand why they are so devastated. We like to forget because it's so hard to remember. Yeah. What I mean by that is it's painful to yes. remember. And so yeah. we don't want you to. You know what's more painful? Not Living your life every single day and not getting the results that you want. That to me is way worse than going back for an hour or a day because people think it has to be years and years and years. Um, and, and with some things it, it might have to be, but the thing about it is, is that within a matter of just a day or two, when you go back and you look at some piece of your childhood, 
if you're doing it in the capacity of you're safe now and someone is working with you, be it a therapist or a coach or whoever, um, to remind you that you're safe now, your life changes and, and, and you don't want to stop doing the work. It's hard to fathom. Being, being a middle-aged guy like I am, it's hard to fathom the number of women in, in, in this world that have been abused and they're, and they're taught either they never brought it up to anyone because of the shame involved and, and they didn't think anybody would listen to them or they were told you need to get over it now. Um, and stuff. And it, it is well over 50%. I know of women that have either been emotionally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. And, and, um, it makes it really hard for you to not, not, not to have, not to date the same suit in a different guy, uh, over and over and over again. And you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's like in, in, um, on your website, it says, how did I end up here again? <laughs> and, and that is so true that, and that we all, have, I do it. I've, I've done it. I've, I've done it for years. Um, I get, I get in trouble with the same, same type of individual that I keep inviting in that I shouldn't invite in, but I do it anyway. And then it always ends up badly. Yeah. And it's, it's just like if you have, you know, a nail in the bottom of your foot, um, you know, it, it's got to have some attention. And if it doesn't, then you're going to walk the same way. You're going to have the same limp. You're going to walk the exact same way until that nail comes out of your foot. And it's very, it's, it's, it's the same with an emotional wound. You're going to walk the same way. You're going to, you're going to do the exact same thing until that emotional wound um, is healed. And I see that we, John Cole, John is actually um, in my coaching program. He is a client of mine. He is going to be speaking um, at the behind the power event. He's contributing a book to uh, or a chapter to the book. So um, welcome, John. Glad John you're here. It's a pleasure to meet you. I would love, I've already talked to uh, um, Allison about this, but I know that you're going to be speaking in October and over the course of the summer, I would love to feature you on a podcast so that we can delve into, because, you know, I got to tell you, there aren't a lot of guys that are willing to do what you're doing. And like you said, men experience the same problem and we're just highly unlikely to step forward and to seek help. And we need to. That's, that's not a, that's not a dude kind of thing where you say, I'm, I'm going to go get help um, because we're tough and we can handle it and stuff like that. So I would, I would love to talk to you about your walk and how, and where you're going and, and stuff. Cause that would be cool if you'd be interested in doing that. So I just thought I'd share, um, but uh, you, you know, but that's, that, that's true. Do you find that your, client base is mostly women because women more are more receptive and, and that there are fewer men that are in touch with themselves. Um, I find that men, when they are little boys, most little boys are taught to not cry. 
to um, to be a man, to you know, suck it up and all of those things. And so as they grow up, that story doesn't change. No, no. Well, it, it actually gets reinforced. That's what I mean. Yeah, it is reinforced. And so, you know, um, I mean, I used to walk into before COVID um, and hopefully, you know, it'll come back. But I used to literally walk into ballrooms filled with men. Really, And their bosses, you know, had hired me to talk about the importance of what we think and how we feel is who we become. It's who we are, you know, and these men would at first, you know, what is this, you know, what's this, what's this woman going to, you know, what is she doing here? What is she going to, she doesn't think she can tell me, blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the the presentation, you know, men have their elbows on their knees. They're all like leaned in because what I'm telling them, and and if you're, you know, if you're watching this and you're a man, I'm going to tell you the same thing. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you feel like you have to shove everything down. It's not your fault that you feel like you're responsible for us that you have to fix us and provide for us. It's not your fault that you won't allow us to be independent. It's not your fault that you have strong opinions about, about us, the female race. It's not our gender, I should say. It's not your fault. Um, and learning that they can, you know, when, when men learn that, it is safe for them in my presence to be their true authentic self. And I'm not going to judge them. I might kick your butt, but I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong, that you're a pig, because I think a lot of men, especially right now with, with all of the things in media and, and all of the things that are happening with all this awareness around sexual assault um, of women. And Kevin, the statistic is actually 87%. I knew it was up there. I didn't want to misquote it. So, but I knew that it was horrific. Yeah. And they padded that with 15% um, from the original number because they're, they're whoever they are, um, uh, they're assuming that only 15% of the female population has not come forward. And that's not true. I would say it's more like 85% have not come forward. Um, you know, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. And we, you know, we asked the question the other day in a, in a class that I was um, giving online. And I asked if you, not just women, but men too, because men are victims as well, you know, um, if you've been a victim of sexual assault, please stand. Only one person remained sitting. It's, you know, it's one of those things that, well, if you look at even today with uh, the We Too We movement and stuff, these women that have come forward, especially when they are talking about powerful men, 
are, are told, why are you lying? Uh, that yeah. really wasn't true. You're trying to just, you're a gold digger. You're trying to get money and, and stuff like that. And so people see that and they go, well, why would I want to put myself through that? Through that, right. Exactly. I mean, you know, um, your skirt was too short. You know, your your blouse was too low. Um, you swung your hips, you know, back and forth too, too hard. Um, being you know, provocative. Yeah, being provocative. You touched your face. You know, you're not a virgin. Therefore, you know, you can just sleep with anything because, I mean, you've lost your virginity already. So what does it matter? I mean, we these are some things that I've clearly heard men say to yeah. me. To me. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it it's incredibly difficult i can only imagine because i'm not uh but it would be incredibly difficult to have to put up with that you know i was i was just thinking the other day because i'm a little older now and so i'm not when i was younger i was real physically fit and i i didn't feel like i i was a former boxer i was a wrestler i did oh, wow. i played football baseball and all that i was an all-star and uh i didn't feel like i needed to be afraid of anybody now I am because I'm older. I'm not as uh, fit as I, I've had physical problems and stuff. So I'm getting an inkling, not even close though, but I'm getting an inkling on what it's like for a woman to walk down the street. Mm -hmm. You guys got to walk. You guys got to worry about every, your surroundings. Who's there? What's going on? Is it dark? Is it, is, is there lighting there? It's, it's amazing. The difficulty with which you guys negotiate every day. Just getting from your office where you work to your car. You have to negotiate that. It, it, it's amazing to me, and it's so sad. I would like to, if I could snap my fingers, I'd love to change it in a heartbeat. But but that's why your work is so important, because you're helping people get through. Yeah, it is. It is um, I mean, it's, it's one of my, you know, it's one of my driving motivations, honestly, because... I think that the there's there is a there's an um, how do I want to say this? There's a real concern right now with the male female relationship in general. I think there's a real real concern um, because you have the women who are people pleasers and no self-esteem and no self-worth who will do anything to be in the presence of a man. Then you have the man who seeks out that kind of a woman to control her and, you know, be the boss of her. And then you have these like, really amazing men who get it and who would never hurt a woman in a million gazillion years. And that man, I feel like those men um, feel, I don't know, possibly inferior or something for being uh, 
you know, more compassionate toward us, more loving, more kind. Like for some, I think that there's like a misconception that 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 takes away from your masculinity or your power or whatever. And so that's why I feel that those men are really difficult for women to find. That's that's true. And I, but I'll tell you this <laughs> from um from my son's perspective and also when I was younger, my perspective and that is because young women are looking for that unattainable dude, that guy that doesn't show his emotions well, that does what he wants, and they're and they're for whatever reason sometimes they're attracted to that, and so the nice guy gets for, put into the friend category, yeah, versus the uh, the interested person that I'd love to date because he's he's a nice guy, but he's not he's not gorgeous. And he's, you know, and, and stuff. And, and he's and not mean he, enough. He's not mean. <laughs> he's not mean enough. He's not tough tough enough. And so you put him into the, he's a nice guy category. And that it's like, I can't tell you how many times in my life it's been, oh, you're a nice guy. But it's like, well, fine. That, I guess I'm going to be in that category. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, but that's, but that's, so that's, that's part of our evolution as a species, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, on the other side of that, um, you know, being a, a you know, a, an attractive female, I mean, you know, I've been told I'm attractive, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run with that. Um, own, it. own it, Allison, own it, because you are. Thank you. Um, you know, the, the challenge that I have found is men who just want a trophy. Correct. And you that's, know, that's like, oh, you know, here's my trophy right here. And it's like, I have no brain. I have no intuition. I have no heart, soul, can't have my own opinion about anything, you know, in their eyes. Right. right. So, um, but I quickly spot that now that I've been able to very quickly spot that for about a, a decade. Well, your radar has gone up, but you're also because you're intuitive. Um, yeah. And so you can, in, can intuitively see that i wanted to touch talk about that a little bit more not to change the subject but to include that into the subject and that is you are claire you know they're they're, they're the the four or five it's claire sentient claire auntient claire oh there you go so how would you describe yourself in that spectrum i used to believe that i was only claire audient which is where you here um, and the irony of that is that i'm hearing imp impaired and i wear i have to wear devices and i'd have speech therapy and all that stuff so um <laughs> but as i tell more of my story and like um my you know my near-death experience when i was four years old and things like that um, i've had other intuitive people say oh my god you like you're all of them. Like you're clairvoyant, you're clairaudient, you're clairsentient, you're claircognizant. So that's what I've been told. I've been told that I that I have all of them. And you can utilize all of that in the work that you do, which, do. Is, which is why you're so spot on when you're sitting down with a client and you can tell them things that they, quite frankly, it'd be tough because they don't really want you to know sometimes. That's true. 
That is true. And I mean, I can't, I can't see or hear or feel or know um, anything about a person that their either their higher self or themselves does not want me to know. Right. Right. You know, so like if you murdered someone um, and I was sitting across from you um, and you didn't want me to know that I'm, I, there's no way that I could know it. Now, if the person that you murdered came through, <laughs> and it's like, that's a whole different game. Yeah. yeah. Then that I could know like very, very quickly, but yeah, I don't, I can't know things that you don't want me to know. And by the way, I do want everybody to know that uh, uh, Allison is going to be on KKNW uh, 1150 AM the second Friday of every month with me. We're going to take calls and we are going to talk about about uh, the work that she does and to help people on the phone. And she's also going to be a regular on these podcasts. So be looking forward to that. I in my intention, I was telling her beforehand, this the program that she's got in October. I'm planning on being there to meet people like John and others and interview them and do live broadcasts from there, uh, which would be nothing short of incredible. And so I, I want to thank you for 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 us working together and, and yes. I, I think you're incredible. I really do. You are too. I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited. And I, and I do want to, um, I do want to share this a little bit with the audience because I think it's really important. So I used to um, do intuitive readings and that was my, that was my primary um, job was I would just, I mean, and Kevin, we're talking about like back to 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 back. I mean, it's, um, and I was also in California psychics for a while and voted like the number one psychic on there for a long time. Um, so I'm saying this to say that I have some clients that when I switched over into more coaching and combining the two, um, they, I think some of them were mad um, and others of them just couldn't understand why I'm being such a gifted intuitive that I decided to go lean more into the coaching aspect of it and, and teach people how the brain works. And here's the reason why I got very burned out telling people what I could see for them and how they could improve their lives, but they didn't have the coaching after they left me to make those improvements and they would come back to me three months later and we would be having the same conversation all over again because they weren't in therapy and they didn't have a coach um, and it was, it was like maddening so really it really was like I'm like more maddening because I like seeing their potential and everything that they could be and then having them not take the steps to become that person, I just could, I couldn't put myself in that um, scenario anymore. So I'm saying all this to say that I am going to be doing intuitive readings um, with, Ke you know, from the show with Kevin um, on his radio show and here on the podcast um, to help people 
that need some intuitive guidance about something. Um, so I just want to let those of you that have been waiting for me to do readings again to let you know that I will be doing them, but only with Kevin. <laughs> oh, well, the, I'm honored. I, I truly am. And I, let me tell you, and, and I'll tell you why. It is you know, when you have somebody who is truly intuitive and can and can point out things that you may not on a conscious level even be aware of them um on a day-to-day basis but they're there and you can and you can dig deep into that and not only then bring those up but be able to offer assistance on how to correct those things because you can go to a psychic any any and say you were abused as a child weren't you yes well okay well that's you need to get over that or you know but when you're a coach you know when you're a coach and you can find out you can date because i'm sure that this happens to you all the time where people come to you and say this is going on this is going on and i have no idea why you can dig deep into what is going on with them as an individual bring it out and then help coach them through it so you become a real complete package as somebody to work with yes um and you know, John is a really good example of that because, you know, I think he was a little afraid um, in the beginning <laughs> to uh, to work with me because, you know, because um, I, I can't, you know, I can look at him and say, like, you know, this is your dad, this is your mom, this is this, this is that, um, you know, and to be a guy and have some woman saying, oh, by the way, you know, all those things that you shoved down so that you could survive. Um, you know, the Coast Guard for forever, and now you've got to heal it. So, yeah, um, we have a question. Um, all, thank you, Kevin. Uh, or thank you, um, Dr. Marnie, I should say. And she was on the show a couple of days ago. She She's a good friend of the show. She's she's really, really cool. And she's right. I am for. I am so blessed that I get to have some of the coolest people on the planet be here. And, but yeah, anyway, yeah. continue what you were saying. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it helps because, you know, when I, when I share my, um, my intuit, like, like even with you, like our very last time together, we were live and you were like, Allison, why can I not find the right host for, you know, my radio show? And I said, because you think that you have to have a host to be, you know, to have an amazing radio show and just, you don't, you know, you're just do it yourself. You're amazing. Um, and then I you felt know, like I was, I was like, um, whoa. So <laughs> I felt like I was in my underwear on KKMW <laughs> in front of Seattle. Cause it was like, Oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> and you know, and it's not that I haven't been told that before because I, <laughs> but when it, when you did that and it wasn't even like, there wasn't even a beat. There wasn't a question. It was like, no, this is why. And it's like, oh, I've been told. That. <laughs> so then I had to believe. And so so I'm not going to be doing what I used to do. And the other thing that I'm learning is I have to value uh, the contributions that I make to the world and to this program. And, and, yeah. and, and you opened that up and you did it on the air. 
in the studio and he did it so quickly and it was like oh yeah you're right I, I, yeah okay and and stuff so that that's how i know how gifted you are and 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 not only that the cool thing about you and i think john would uh verify this if he's interested in letting us know but not only that you are very compassionate about when you're talking to people and you don't hold judgments about people and you have heard i'm sure many more really interesting horrific things than i would than i would care to say but but you but you're very compassionate yeah go ahead the deal is is that i was very harshly judged growing up um not only from you know peers and things like that but from family members as well and I know what that feeling feels like. It's sickening, um, it's nauseating, and it, it it's so triggering to to be judged. And there's, you know, I mean, a long time ago, um, and I, I, I'm serious when I say this, this is a long, long, long time ago. Um, I actually was asked to do a reading for um, a gentleman who had killed his brother when he was 12 and um, he was not mentally well and has been, you know, um, confined, uh, you know, and getting, you know, the mental help that, that he needs. He's probably, he's probably diseased by now because he was, he was older then. Um, but I sat down across from him and I really thought that I was going to have um, a lot of judgment toward him. But the thing that I kept hearing my grandmother say is, you know, hate the act, you know, love the actor, Um, meaning that, you know, we hate, we might hate what people have done or what they do, um, but don't hate the person, you know, and um, I just, I think that that hits so close to home for me because, you know, I was a minority in my school and, um, you know, judged for uh, having the only divorced parents, um, judged for the color of my skin, um, judged for, you know, all the things that we judge people for, right, you know, Um, and so I just really purpose it in my heart that no matter what someone is going to tell me, I'm I'm still going to see the goodness in them, and I do. That's hard to do, by the way. It can be challenging sometimes. Yeah, it really can. Um, and John John says Allison can be very. <laughs> I believe this. Allison can be very direct, but the compassion comes through loud and clear. Judgment none she creates a very trusting environment for everyone and i i believe that i know that to be true i know that to be true from the very first time that we met uh which was on on this show i i felt the connection to you uh because you are very real um you've gone through and i want to make sure everybody's clear and, and if you're if you don't know allison it's, it hasn't been a puppy dog and rainbow type of life She's had her challenges. She's was homeless for a period of time and she's had 
some things go you know sideways in her life and stuff but that's all part of the experience that we all need in order to um learn from it so that we can then impart the wisdom that you have to other people and help them that's why you're one of the top 100 coaches in the world yeah i mean it's you know i think that i think the thing that that saved my life honestly um is you know so when i was four years old um i was hit in the head with a baseball bat which it was an accident it was a total accident um, but I look at my my grandson just turned four this week, um, and to see his little bitty body, I just can't I can't imagine what my parents and my grandmother must have gone through to see my head split wide open and to have me like covered in blood. Um, but they they threw me in the back of our station wagon, and we were. Uh, going to the hospital and it was not, you know, a, a short ride by any stretch of the imagination. And I just remember, um, you know, being so confused because I knew that I was in my grandmother's lap um, and she was praying over me, but yet I was sitting in the front seat between my parents. And then uh, a few minutes later, I was back in my body and the pain was excruciating. So then I was sitting in the back of the station wagon looking out the window. And I did that, I left and came back into my body enough times that the last time that I did it, um, I thought, because even at four years old, my, my home life was hell. So I remember thinking, this feeling actually feels pretty good to not have any pain. Like this, I, I think I get used to this. As a matter of fact, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna stay. You know, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay out of my body. I think that would be a really good idea. Um, and that is when I, in the backseat, um, you know, with my, with my feet um, on this man's lap um, with his, you know, his beautiful brown skin and these, these green eyes that were just, that were just penetrating. Um, I knew it was Jesus. I did not have any doubt in my mind, even though that that man in the back seat of the car looked absolutely nothing like the blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus that we had in Sunday school. But I knew that this man next to me was Jesus. And we communicated telepathically and with him telling me, you know, that he loves me and that, you know, I'm going to be okay. Um, and when things have gotten really, really, horrible and I just thought you know um I've been out of my body before and I know that that peaceful feeling and that might not be too bad I just remember not that I was I've never been suicidal but we all have those moments where it's just like do I really want to take this anymore I don't know um I've just always remembered his presence with me and um and that is what I try to impart you know with other people it's like i mean i'm obviously not jesus i'm not even close but i try to convey to the people that i'm working with that same feeling that he gave me that day which is that i see you i hear you i understand you and you're needed in the world still so 
just take a breath and breathe. That that is that's an incredible story, by the way. Yeah, um, I ended up having the big scar here. I ended up having over a hundred stitches, and. Yikes. Uh, in a, in a four-year-old body, a hundred stitches is a lot of it's a stitches. Lot. It's a lot. Wow. And and Dr. Marnie does say all of our challenges can actually be a blessing in our life's journey. And I, I tr honestly truly believe that if you can find someone who can help you understand the blessing behind the trauma. And yeah. and, and that's and but you could not I submit to you and you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think that you could be doing the work that you're doing had you not had the trauma in your life that you've had. Oh, 10,000%. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and the trauma in my life is actually what motivated me to do this work because, you know, I was homeless and pregnant, um, living in, you know, a 1978 Volkswagen. If you ever tried to get in the back seat of one of those, you know, five months pregnant, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do. Um but I was, you know, I was living in that, reading the works of Napoleon Hill, who teaches, like, just think it, visualize it, and, you know, um, and you will become that thing. And I was just like, wow. And then it worked in my life. It worked in a very short period of time. And I was just like, wow, whoa. Like, this is, everybody needs to know how powerful we are. And you're right. I mean, behind our biggest pain is is our greatest power and vice versa i mean that's that's just the way it works and you know what that's that at the end of that story that you were in you know it was cold you were in the volkswagen you were homeless and then an angel came in the form of a man a professor i believe it was mm -hmm. that uh invited you into his home and uh, you stayed with them I believe through the pregnancy. No, I, I no? only stayed with them for, um, for three days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they just say he, I was going to freeze to death. It was, it's the coldest winter on record still, um, in Georgia, 1984. You can look it up if you're watching a radio show. Um, uh, and I mean, I, I, I was probably going to die and I, and I had already had that conversation with God, I mean, I was screaming and crying, just saying like, I don't understand why any of this is happening, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna freeze to death. And that's okay. I mean, I guess this is, this is the way I'm gonna die, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be found in this car, frozen to death with a, with a, a child inside of me. Um, but I, you know, he, they took me into their home, and um, they, he connected me. Um, he and his wife connected me with Catholic social services. And then a family took me in um, and I lived with them uh, until I delivered my son. So he was the catalyst and, but it was all by, in, in my, in my opinion, it was all divinely inspired because you had a tremendous amount of work to do in your life. And the work that you're doing now is the work that you should be doing um, for the planet and for the people on this planet and that's and that's why i want to support you in every way i can thank you thank you yeah i'm 57 um i i've already made um an agreement with god that you know i'll do this for 30 more years god willing um 
And then at, at the age of 87, I'm going to retire. And I, I was making a joke the other day with you because you said that uh, you have a four-year-old grandson. I believe it's a grandson. And mm -hmm. and I said, you know, I stopped dating because I didn't want to date anybody's grandmother because I figured <laughs> it was too much trouble. I got to tell you, you don't look like any of the grandmothers I had in my mind at the time. <laughs> So, so you, you, you are, you are gorgeous. You've got oh, a tremendous you. amount of, of energy within you and positivity within you. And it makes, it, it makes working with you and having a conversation with you so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I have very good genes, you know, my mom, um, even though she's not well, she is, she is beautiful. And my biological father, um, he passed away and uh, last April from COVID, and you would never, never guess that he was a day over 70, but he was, you know, 90. So oh, I guess wow. I just come by it naturally. Well, and I, I, I truly believe, honestly, that the, the energy and the vibration that you uh, emanate also has an, a, a positive effect on how your body looks and how you look because you don't look stressed. You, do, you know, have you ever seen people that have had a hard life and they just look like they've been stressed oh, yeah. and, and they look like oh, yeah. I, my, my best friend from high school who passed away last year, he looked quite, he looked 15 years older than me. We're the same age. And he, he looked like, and he of course passed away suddenly, but, but he looked because he didn't, he had a hard life, but he didn't recognize the power that we have within us. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, Kevin, I don't think that most people do. And it's, it's my life's mission, honestly, for people to understand that, you know, when we're born, our parents tell us who, how, what, when, where, why, and we grow up and, you know, some of it's very well-intentioned, right? But others of it is just like, you know, um, you're Catholic and don't, don't marry anybody outside of the Catholic faith or, you know, um, you're, you're black. So don't marry, you know, a white person or, you know, you're white. So don't marry a brown person or, you know, our parents are telling us what they what they believe and feel is in our quote unquote best interest. Um, even the abusers, I feel like they're, you know, in between the abuse, they're telling us, you know, what's in our best interest. And then we we drink that poison. And then when we grow up, we become adults. We are so terrified to become our true authentic self because the threat of abandonment is so big so we shove down our desires we shove down our wants we shove down the things that we want to explore and try and try on and you know maybe i want to date a black man you know maybe i want to go live in india for a year maybe i want to you know give birth to 10 children, but my parents said, you know, X, Y, Z, and my parents are still saying, you know, 
X, Y, Z. And so I better walk this line and I better not step out of it because I'll be disinherited or I'll be alone on Christmas or, you know, my, my aunt and uncle will never talk to me again, this and that and everything else. And so we live conditioned to people please our family so that we are not abandoned and people please our friends, peer pressure, so that we're not abandoned. And when you live like that, you have such a high level of stress. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I will watch people in Unapologetic Power, which is my group coaching program, actually start looking younger. I can believe it. You know, they show up and I'm like, what have you done? Like, did you, did you color? And they're like, uh, hire you. you know? <laughs> so, so you're good for the, for their cosmetics and very uh, cheap facelift. Exactly. So, you know, one of the things that I do is I reference movies a lot uh, about, about things and, and, um, this last Thanksgiving is my, my son. One of my sons is in London. He's in the military. The other son moved away. My sister wasn't well. So I was going to spend Thanksgiving alone. And so, and, and I had a couple of friends say, Oh no, that's, that's, that's a lot of stress to you. And so I use the gospel according to Rocky. Are you familiar with the gospel according yeah. to Rocky? Which, which is, uh, um, he picks Adrian up to go on a date and, uh, uh, it was happened to be Thanksgiving and, and, uh, and Polly wanted her to go on the date. So he threw the Turkey out into the backyard. And so they're walking down the street and, and Adrian says, but Rocky it's Thanksgiving. And Rocky says, well, to you, it's Thanksgiving to me. It's, you know, Thursday. And so <laughs> for me, <laughs> so for me, it was like, you know, Thursday, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm, I have one of the most, because I get to talk to people like you, I have one of the most magical lives you can have. And, uh, it's, it's, it's really is phenomenal. Even though I, I need people like you to tell me things like what you said on the radio show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because you can't look at yourself. You, everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs needs some help and somebody who genuinely cares. And you, yeah, you I mean, I have coaches. I have two coaches, um, you know, and and a therapist that is on the, the you know, the speed dial for me um, as needed because we have blind spots. Everybody, everybody has blind spots. And what, what so uh, what does that mean, Alton? Well, you know, you're in the car and you're trying to get over and you end up having an accident because you didn't see the person in their blind spot. You're trying to move forward in your life and you keep winding up in the same scenario again. It's because you can't see your blind spots. And, and so I'm the I'm the little beeper on the the mirror, you know, like, hello, there's something there. I need to get me one of them because <laughs> I don't have one of them yet, but, but no, I, I have a good friend of mine. He is a financial, a financial planner. He makes a quarter million dollars a year. He's got a fabulous practice. He has a financial coach. Yes. And I asked him, why yes. do you have a financial coach? You're wildly successful. And he said, because I can't see everything. I need somebody else's opinion on how to do stuff. 
and uh and so it's like we all do and that's a that's part of our human nature and it's mm -hmm. it's like when i'm willing to bet i don't know this i've never sat in your office when you're having a conversation with a client but i'm willing to bet that there are many many times when it becomes an emotional experience because they have not felt cared about and loved by other people and and so when they you break down that barrier, there's emotion that comes with it. Am I right? Yes. And um, I a lot of times clients will sit uh, across from me or you know on Zoom with me, um, and they'll start crying and they don't even know why. You know, and I'm like, they're like, I, w I wasn't expecting to cry. You know, let me grab some tissue or whatever. Why am I crying? And I'm like, because you feel safe. You feel safe and you feel seen. And it's making you emotional because you've never, you've either never experienced this or it's been a really, really, really long time. Well, you know, you mentioned the fact that you had a, a I don't know if it was a near-death experience, but you had a, a several out-of-body experiences. And in the, in the study and the work that I've done with near death experiences, when people leave their body and they're no longer in pain, a lot of times they, then they get to go to the other side, they get to talk to Jesus or they get to talk to their guides or uh, family members or whatever. They don't want to come back. This is a hard place. Um, in, in, in our bodies, this is just a hard place every day and you, we need support. That's why I'm so glad you're doing this, uh, the, uh, program in the fall. And uh, tell us about that again for those that are not aware of it. Um, so the program in the fall, um, first of all, it's only hard if you believe it is. Just got to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> so the program in the fall is called Behind the Power. Um, I don't know, Kevin, if you can put the domain in the comments. Um, but if you can, it's behindthepowerevent.com. And you can go to behindthepowerevent.com and see all of our speakers, um, learn how to come. We do have a virtual option for seats, but I am going to tell all of you that the magic happens in the room. It really does. I'm also going to say to all of you that you do have the money, you do have the time, um, and you need to say yes to yourself more often and stop telling yourself no um, every time something comes up that you want to do. Because here's the thing, um, I did a, uh, an inner child workshop uh, a month or so ago and we all came back from the workshop and so I did a six week follow-up and I had four people in the follow-up tell me, Austin, I can't be at our follow-up sessions because you're having them uh, during the day and I work. And I'm like, if you go to your boss and you say, hey, I just did this amazing workshop to improve myself and my productivity. And we're having six weeks where I need to be on my computer at my desk here at the office in person, but on Zoom following up so that I can offer more to this environment and to you. They're not gonna say no. 
you know, and the people are like, hold on, say that again. And they're furiously <laughs> writing down every single word that I said. And then they go to their, they all four went to their bosses and all four bosses were like, of course you can take the hour. So guys, if you're watching this and you're like, Allison, you're having it on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I have to work and I can't get the time off. I'm just going to say to you, that's not true um, necessarily. And that if you go to your supervisor or your boss, manager, whatever, and say to them, I really want to go and do this thing because I know that it's going to help me become a better version of myself. And therefore, you will also benefit. They're not necessarily just going to say no. So I just want to say that. Any employer that says no is not an employer to work for because I every, totally and completely agree 10,000%. Every employer should be should be excited about their their person that's working for them trying to better themselves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because they become a much better employee. And that's why that's why they they let them go is because they become a, a better version of themselves. And yeah. last year, this woman's boss paid for her to come. <laughs> See? And that that could that can happen. So it's like I'm gonna forward, I'm gonna give you your Christmas bonus now so that you can go on this trip. And you know, and she was like, awesome. So guys, you only put the limits on yourself. That's it. Now, isn't it true that if you you got five months out? before before the event if you were to say okay i don't have the money today but i'm going to manifest it because i really want to go i'm going to bet you dollars to donuts that it will show up at ten thousand percent ten thousand percent and this is the other thing too a lot of events um that are three full days we're feeding you breakfast every morning not and not crappy breakfast, like a good breakfast every morning, and we're feeding you lunch every day is not $300 to attend. Those usually start at like $7.95 or $9.97 or somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with charging more, but I wanted to make this an easy yes for people who don't need a hotel. Um, so if you get our hotel, um, package, it, it is, you know, right at a thousand dollars, but you're, you're staying in a five-star hotel. It's also not like a motel six, we'll leave the light on for you kind of situation. So, um, you know, just say yes to yourselves guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the date of that is going to be October 19th, 20th and 21st. Um, very good. And so go there. And, and by the way, I'm committed to, I'm going to, I'm going, all right, I'll admit it. I'm going, going I'm going to go. And we're, we are going to, uh, uh, broadcast from there. Um, we're going to have all kinds of interviews and, and stuff. It's going to be a really fun time. Um, it is. I'm so excited. And just to meet like-minded people. It really is a, a, it's a gift. And thank you, Allison, for, 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 for providing that gift for people. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. You know, the, the 
the thing the the theme that ran through our testimonials last year was how much love there was in the room. And the speakers have all been through my program. Um, you know, they've all been with me a year or longer doing this work every single day. And so they they know what it, the scary feeling of walking into a room. And maybe you're so bold that you bought your, I mean, last year we had a 19-year-old girl buy a ticket. She didn't know anybody. She walked in cold off the street and she's now in my program. Um, but we know what it feels like before you do this work. And so every, every single person walking through those doors is going to be, you know, loved on and accepted um, and nurtured and cared for the entire time that they're there. And you get free breakfast. <laughs> And lunch. <laughs> and lunch. And um I I think it'll be a wonderful time. And uh I, I and by the way, you also got another program that you do every quarter and it, you're doing it in I believe August this year. Uh, yeah, I must say that's your power. Yeah. And and that's a that's a great introduction to the work that you do. It is. It's only twenty seven dollars. Um, and it's three hours. It's three days, but it's only three hours. So um, we record it too. So if people can't catch the live, they they have access to the replays and we leave those up for about a week or so. Um, but yeah, we Painless Pivots is um, all of my people in, not my people, but all, my, all of the clients that are in Unapologetic Power they still come to painless pivots to power every single time that I put it on because they are like, we're not missing, we're not missing painless pivots. I mean, it's really is, it's rich. There's a lot to that program. It's very good. And it's perfectly okay for you to say my people, because they are, they believe <laughs> in you. They believe in the work that you're doing and they are joining you. And that's the best way to be because it's not about Allison Roberts. It's nope. about the work that, that you're doing and bringing people together and you're creating new people to carry on the work you know, on a broader stage, which I think is just amazing. Yeah. John just said, we are your people. I love that. Yes. So and <laughs> that, that, yeah. See, I'm psychic too. I knew he was going to say <laughs> that. So I'd, I'd like to thank everybody for, uh, uh, staying with us for this entire hour and uh, yes, thank you guys you know because you know i got a feeling that we're going to start doing i i want to do more of these with you because you you know i find out so much about you and and uh the things that you've been through and and uh the the people that you have around you and stuff it it really is um it really is hearting heart heartening heart that's it heartening because it's uh <sighs> We're going through a very tough time right now as a, as a country, as a world, and we need a bright place to be. That's why Positive Talk Radio exists, and that's why your work exists. And I'm so pleased that we can work together to really make a difference in the world. Me too, Kevin. Me too. So is there anything else you'd like to add or to say to our, to our audience before we close out this particular program? Can I brag a little bit about my book? Please. Oh, you got me so going so much about stuff. I forgot to mention your book. Tell us about your book. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, so this is my very first um, self-help memoir. Um, and it's called The Spiritual Journey, The Part No One Talks About. Um, and it's after each um, chapter is a place to come in here and journal and work your stuff out. And there's just a lot of, um, hopefully, I believe, I'm going to proclaim that there's a lot of insight and awareness and aha moments for the people who decide to partake in the spiritual journey. So that comes out next month. Um, and I'll be with you plenty of times before then. So I'll let people know how to find it on Amazon. But we're, I'm so, so, so excited. And it's... Like I said at the very beginning, at one point in our lives, we're all saying, is this all there is and why am I really here? Well, in order to find out why you're really here, you really have to go and search a bit. It's not going to come over and hit you over the head like the baseball bat did when you were four. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you really have to go make a conscious decision to go in search of why you are really here. And that answer with the with the benefit with the help of other people, with the help of Allison, or just you meditating and and having an epiphany yourself, following your passion, doing what you love to do, um, and it will come. Yeah, I, it will come true. I guarantee it because it's came true for me. I love doing this. I do ten podcasts a week. Some people think I'm nuts, but <laughs> I, but I like like. Uh, um, Dr. Marnie and other folks and yourself. And I just meet and get to, and get to present some of the most extraordinary people. And so I like to, again, thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey. And vice versa. I'm so glad that we crossed paths, Kevin. It's great. I, I am too. And it was one of those things where it was like, I need to have this. I need to talk to this gal more um, because you, you are extraordinary. And you're, you're helping people to a great degree. So behindthepowerevent.com, go there and get all the information you need. That's correct, isn't it? Yep. Oh, yep. Good. I even spelled it correctly. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> so uh, again, Allison, thank you so much. And the book again, and it's coming out in a month. And the name of it again is? The Spiritual Journey, the part no one talks about. What is the part that no one talks about? Can you give us a peek out of the blanket or do you need to read the book? Yeah, it's the abuse. <laughs> yeah. It's the abuse that comes along with, you know, a, a lot of people who are very spiritual were very abused <laughs> growing up. That's but true. no one talks about that part. It's just like, wee, I'm spiritual now. You know, everything's, <laughs> everything's great now. Well, you know what I found, and and just just real quickly, a lot of people that are that are looking for spirituality or looking for religion, they have been abused. They have had drug addiction problems. They've had issues in their life. Um, I I tend to believe that spirituality, the way that you're talking about it, and the way that I believe, is different than a religious structure. Because you you've been in that Southern Baptist world, and it's a different thing. Yes. So thank you, Allison. And, and uh, go, by the way, go to uh, AllisonRoberts.com. Find out all the information you need to about her. And uh, again, she's going to be on my show a lot because she is she is going to be helpful. I only bring people that can help the audience 
um, to figure out a way to live life a little bit better. And she is very gifted at doing that. So again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Some, some, there have been people that have been listening for this entire time, Allison. So that's a testament to people who love you, care and, uh, and, uh, and are you, are, are your followers? So there you, they yell people. That's cool. <laughs> so, so thanks you again. And we'll, we'll be hey, talking guys. to you very soon. Everybody stay yeah, right. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Stay right where you are. Allison. I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of kmmedia.pro. Please visit our website. Oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other, because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.